Is God's law a law of liberty? And if so, how do we experience that law and liberty in our daily walk? And as we look around and we see today's lawlessness, is that a sign? Join Eddie Armstrong and me, Charlie Hayes, in our in-depth discussion as we seek our answers from Scripture. Andy, we've talked about a lot of a lot of good things recently. I'm moved every time I think about how much God has done for us. And one of the things he wants to do in our lives today and continues to do is make it make it easier for us to do the things which are good for us. And one of those things which is good for us is to understand and obey his laws because there are laws of life. And they give us life and actually more abundantly by by being able to take our sinful hearts out putting us uh, hearts of love with his laws built in giving us a heart of faith and a love for jesus christ makes it easier for us to do the things which are uh, give us more abundant life and i can tell you one of the things that are very abundant is when we go and do things on jesus's team uh, I think about when Jesus was at the well and the woman came up and, mm-hmm. and he asked her for water and, and he ended up inspiring her. She became, in the end, she became the evangelist to bring people to a gospel meeting with, with Jesus. But when the disciples came back after going away and they were going to bring him food, he said, I have food you know not of. And the reason was because he was doing something that was very uh, spiritually rewarding, such, such that it nourished his whole body and soul in, in going and in, in talking with this woman. When we bring Christ to people, we, we are, in fact, fulfilling the law of right. God in a, in a mighty way and also filling us with a, 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 a spiritual experience that is wonderful. We, we get blessed as much as we're blessing other people. When we turn in our, our discussion, we turned yes, last yeah. time you opened the Bible back to Matthew 7, 21 through 23, mm-hmm. and it says, Not everyone who says to me, yeah. Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. but he who does the will of my Father. And many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And there's that word again, lawlessness. Eddie, this is this is amazing because these people yeah. appear to be doing God's will, but yet he doesn't know them. He doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't have a relationship with them. It goes back to what you were talking last time about faith. They're not doing these mm-hmm. works out of faith. And thus, they're not working with God. They're not on God's team. Right. They have the appearance of religion, but have denied its power. Yeah, well, you know, this uh, verse, I, I always go, wow, every time I read it, because I'm seeing things like in your name. You know, often we, when we pray, we, we pray in his name and we use it as a phrase. It's to, to me, it's not using a, a magic formula. It's if you are really in his name, you're. And these people in Matthew 7, the Bible says that God, Jesus doesn't even know them. They're doing all these miraculous and 
beautiful things, casting out demons and and that, doing a lot of wonders. But the thing is, they don't know him. It reminds me again of the verse that says, he that hath the son has life. He that hath not the son of man has not life. Uh, these people, although they're good church going, doing all these good things, they're missing the one thing that matters. And that is a personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ. So what I would want to know, in addition to knowing Jesus, is what is his will for us? And we are coming up to a passage called Ecclesiastes 12, 14. Well, just you want to read that, that one? I wanted to make another comment here because I, th I think I think this I think this is an important okay, sure. on Matthew 7 about these people. I mean, I I I don't want to condemn mm -hmm. them because I think there are a lot of people out there who are like tares, which are about to become wheat. It's like Saul. Saul was right. Yeah. Doing things sure. in what he thought was the name of God. He became wheat when he met Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. And that energy he had, they had, was then converted into right. positive energy for the church instead of destructive energy. These people I see as saying, we want, we're right. ready to step out and do things. They just forgot the most important thing first, right? They did not build the relationship with Jesus. There may be people listening to us going, yeah, I, I'm, I, I want to be active. I want to do things. I'm actually doing things. And I'm, I'm, but, you know, it's now thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, maybe, maybe, we have forgot our first love. And I'm going to encourage you going, God can bless you. God will bless you. <laughs> but you do need to go back to Jesus first and listen to him and not just go out there and say, I'm going to start doing things without without God. We need to do things with God. Okay. Yeah, and I'd, I'd add to that too. And I always try to remember this myself is, we should never get in front of God. We should always be behind him because he's He's the leader. He's the one that can make uh, the path clear. He's the one that can open doors. And the minute we say, oh, uh, God, I've got this. Uh, don't worry about it. Then we our own our own abilities. And I think that's what we see happening here in this Matthew 7. They are working off of their own abilities apart from God, because he does say, go ahead and depart from me. Right. So it's a very powerful verse. I appreciate what you've had to say there. Let's see what uh, Ecclesiastes 12, 14 has for us. Right. Well, I'm going to start in, in, uh, in verse 13 and say, let us hear the conclusion of the whole okay. matter. So this is pretty good. He's now, now it's, that, that really demands that we read everything mm -hmm. he said before that. We're not going to do that right now, but this is conclusion. This is the right. bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line is, fear God yeah. and keep his commandments. For this is man's all, it says in this translation. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. That's a big one. Wow, pretty strong. Strong. Yeah. Back to the fact that without God... We're going to be judged by our works because that's what we want to do. <laughs> we want to say, hey, God, uh, look at all these great things I did. Uh, but if we're not with Christ, we don't have the best lawyer in town. <laughs> uh, you know, Jesus is both our judge and our lawyer. I mean, that's a great position to be in is knowing God. So God's clear 
that uh, he is to be respected too. this fear of God part. That's respect for him with a certain amount of fear from the consequences of disowning him. And of course, we are to keep his commandments through him, through his power by faith, as we've kind of to realize from our study. Now, let me ask you this question, Charlie. How, how can we know that we know him? What's the litmus test for knowing that we know him? You hear it all the time. I know what I know because I know what yeah. I know or well, something I think, like I that. But right how can we truly know that we know Jesus? If I, if I know Jesus, you know, I, I, I know what I know. You know yeah, right. Back yes. We're talking about Ecclesiastes. It says yeah. uh, there is a, uh, an right. element of fear, it says, which we, we think of as, you think it's a respect. Uh, it's acknowledgement that God is God and we're not, that he has the right to yeah. give us commandments because he, he's the creator. Right. He's the, he yeah. has a much bigger vision than we have. Our, our, what we do is in subject to him and and that's why he can bring every secret thing because he knows all that stuff but there's an another verse in uh first john second chapter right that i think directly uh goes after it it says in, in verse three and four now by this yeah. we know that we know him if we keep his commandments he who says i know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Now, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Many church members will will cringe at the phrase, keep his commandments. But it says now, by this we know. In other words, we know that we know him. And the way we can know it is because we keep his commandments. And people want to cringe at that because it sounds so legalistic. In fact, some pastors and churches have tried to make the church lawless by saying things like, well, the law has been done away with. Uh, Christ nailed the law to his cross. It's a misunderstanding about the, the need to obey God's law. Uh, we're New Testament Christians. We don't have to keep the commandments. It was for the Jews only. Oh, wow. How about that one? Uh, or here's one of my favorites. We can't keep the law. God tells us to keep it. And then we turn around and say, Lord, we can't keep it. And even there, there's, a, there's truth. You can't keep the law unless you've been born again and have a new heart. One of the final ones is Jesus kept the law for us. We don't have to keep the law. That's amazing. Jesus kept the law that said, thou shall not steal. So I don't have to obey that one because he kept it for me. Not it just doesn't all. make uh, sense, does it? We, uh, we have to take all those, all those phrases and realize is that they're missing one thing. The law has been... As, you know, when you said the law has been mm -hmm. done away with, we actually could say the law has been shown to us in a shining example by Jesus Christ. And if anything has been has been amplified, not done away with, mm -hmm. it's been amplified by Jesus. Jesus nailed, if Jesus nailed the law to the cross, right. we are all in trouble because that means our sins weren't nailed to the cross. Right? We need our sin <laughs> taken away. We don't need the law of liberty taken away, right? Right. Uh, See, yeah, and, and praise yeah. God, we are under yeah. grace. Yeah, well, we're not under law. That's actually right. We're under grace, and mm -hmm. that grace allows us to keep the law. Uh, so there's all these things. And as you said, we can't keep right. the law. Amen. We can't keep the law without God. And so that, that keeps us going yeah. back to him. 
Eddie, I think I'd like to talk right. about this more next time. I think we should uh, to close this one out. And next time, let's expand this. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Answers from Scripture. Eddie Armstrong and I, Charlie Hayes, hope you'll join us for each episode and subscribe to this podcast. For more information, go to www.answersfromscriptureonline.com. That's www.answersfromscriptureonline.com. And for your personal Bible study, go to our Discover Bible School page. That's at bibleschools.com slash 1514. That's bibleschools.com slash 1514. And to contact us directly, go to afsepisodes at gmail.com. Thank you.